It is time to examine the Bible and use your power of reason. This podcast has been reproduced from a Periscope broadcast. This is a public announcement relating to COVID-19. Be kind. Wear a protective mask that covers your nose and your mouth. Remember to wash your hands frequently. Also, keep a safe distance between yourself and others of at least six feet. Remember that in order to prevent spreading of this virus, COVID-19, we must take action. Be kind, care for others, care for yourself, wear a face covering, protecting yourself, protecting others, wash your hands frequently and keep a safe distance. Hello, how are we doing today? Uh, my name is Judith and today I want to consider the Bible book of Revelation. And so, um, thank you for joining. The Bible book of Revelation uh, is is just that a book that gives us uh, different revelations and um, we know the book of genesis from the bible uh, we know that the book of genesis is uh, what there are prophecies in there about what is going to happen in the future and so the other books after the book of Revelation are, are books that accomplish what is going to happen in the future. The book of Revelation is a, a book that is uh, symbolic. It should not be taken in a literal way and um, the signs, symbols, and revelations in there are just that. Signs, symbols, and revelations of the things that will happen in on the earth in a future time, which uh, included from the time of Genesis to our time now. 
including in the future because in the book of genesis we find that it speaks about uh, the 1000 year reign of jesus christ or that um, jesus christ will be ruling in the midst of his enemies that's according to what the bible tells us in psalms and then after uh, Jesus Christ will be ruling in the midst of his enemies and then uh, Jesus Christ will transition his government and it will be for the 1000 year reign and then after uh, all humans will have brought, been brought back to perfection all those who survive Armageddon right so those who survive Armageddon, who are taken onto the 1,000 year reign, Jesus Christ will be ruling just as how he's ruling right now from heaven. And then from then, um, the uh, Satan, the devil, at that time, the 1,000 year reign after Armageddon will be put in total obscurity he will not be misleading people anymore he will be thrown to uh, an abyss and that is for our understanding those words are being used for our understanding we have to know that satan the devil is an invisible creature so he don't have no horns he has no tail all right so uh, satan is uh uh, an invisible creature which we cannot see belongs in the spiritual realm he was he turned himself into a uh, opposer and has become God's enemy along with the angels that turned demons and opposers as he did and uh, they will be not allowed to cause any more harm to humans so in that time the 1000 year reign uh, satan will be thrown into this abyss it's a symbolic abysmal and uh but we know what an abyss is so um he God is using human terms for us to understand. So when when uh, these things are spoken in the Bible, they are spoken in a way that we can understand them in the sim symbolic uh, symbolic terms. Like, much like um, AAC, which is the uh, alternative augmentative communication. Well. It's basically used in the same way that symbols and signs are used in the Bible uh, so that we can have a better understanding of, of what God is going to do. Um, so chapter one and everything when you study the Bible everything becomes uh, evident when you study the book of revelation it becomes evident that god's 
God has been present. Uh, God has been intervening in behalf of those who worship him. And um, it is possible to draw close to God. It is possible to form a relationship with God and become friends with God. So all of these things are possible. Also, it is evident that uh, we know that Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 says that there will be two organizations. One will belong to Satan the devil and he will have his organization composed of Satan, the demons, and people, humans, that knowingly or unknowingly are um, on Satan's side. So when we are born, we are defaulted to Satan's side. In order for us to not be defaulted in Satan's side or, or to come out from that we must learn we must study the Bible we must get to know God according this is what according to Jesus Christ right because we have been giving these steps in regards to how to reconcile with God because we are born in a uh, enmity relationship with God and so And so we we will start and I am going to read from the Good News Bible in um, the Good News Bible does not use Jehovah's name in it they have replaced it following an ancient tradition of men uh, but uh, we will still use God's name because God instructed people to do. So we will begin and it says this is a revelation to John. with it says in Revelation it says this book is the record of events that Jesus Christ revealed so Jesus Christ is making the revelation but God God gave him gave Jesus Christ the revelation so we know that Jesus Christ is managing the affairs of humans, but he's always doing this under the instruction of Jehovah God. So it says that God gave him this revelation in order to show 
to his servants what must happen very soon. Christ made these things known to his servant John by sending his angel to him. And John has told all he has seen. This is the report concerning the message from God and the truth revealed by Jesus Christ. And then we're told, happy is the one who reads this book and happy are those who listen to the word of this prophetic message and obey what is written in this book. For the time is near when all these things will happen. So we are not told when these things will happen, but we know that um, our time and God's time is not the same time. So, for example, uh, in Noah's time, in Noah's time, how long did Noah had, or how long did God have proposed to do what happened in Noah's time? Do you know? Well, Noah had 40 years to build the ark. There's no ark to run to now. Because uh, according to Jeremiah chapter 31, God will make a covenant with each human being. And each of us will have to make the decision to either be on God's side or stay defaulted in Satan's side. But we will have to make the effort in order for us to belong to God's organization. And so um, this will happen and this will be through our study in the Bible according to John 17, 3, which Jesus Christ said that we have to get knowledge of the only true God and of the one who he sent forth. So Jesus Christ is managing the affairs of humans is king over humans and God has given Jesus Christ the authority for him to do these things and uh, bring to uh, restoration of whatever was lost because of Adam and Eve disobedience so Jesus Christ having been born a human, having been taken and being anointed as king and taken the kingdom of David, he has the right to rule over humans from heaven because he's a spirit creature. But he was able to go under all the trials and tribulations and persecutions that he went through and he remained faithful, steadfast and loyal to Jehovah God and to doing God's will. So now he is in charge. He now is given, is being given by God. God, Jehovah, who has always been in, uh, in charge of what is going to happen. It's just that he has allowed humans to rule themselves because that is what um, the claim was, that we didn't need God in order for us to, um, to live and to be guided that is what that, that is the reason why Adam and Eve sin against God so um, 
has it been so? Has it been proven otherwise? Can humans rule uh, themselves without God's guidance, without following uh, what the Bible says? It's been a definitely no, we can't. Even, even in the short amount of time that we are living, that we have of life, that we have been given by God for us to experience what life is about. And because God has said to Adam and Eve to fulfill the earth and he couldn't go back on his word. So what he had to do is find a way for those who want to live and want to live under God's submission can have the opportunity to do so. But nobody is being forced. We have free will. So uh, God cannot impugn these things. He can ask us, but also we know that uh, if we do not obey, that there is uh, going to be, uh, that we enjoy the life as we're enjoying it. And then this is it. If we make the choice of, uh, let's say Armageddon comes and we have to make a decision, then uh, we know these things in advance. So uh, it isn't that it's, it's something new. Since the beginning, God has said um, the things that will happen in the end. So it tells us here that, um, that Jesus Christ is given a message, is given a revelation, given 16 revelations that are found in the book of um, the book of Revelation and that is why it's called the book of Revelation or Apocalypse which means Revelation. In the Bible there are numbers used. Again, the, the Revelation is a book that is purely symbolic. It is not literal. It's symbolic, is signs, is revelations that are given to us so that we can uh, put this uh, into practice that we understand God's feelings in the matters in regards to what humans do how we comport ourselves and uh, and so that is why we have to keep in mind that it is God Jehovah God the God of the Hebrews the God of everyone living on earth is giving this message to Jesus Christ. So even though Jesus Christ is giving this message to an angel so that that angel can give this message to John, it is God's point of view. It is God's message to humans. It is God's warning for us to follow and each and every one of us can make the decision to follow it or not. We have free will. So we can choose to either live and live under God's objection or die because God um, will not tolerate wickedness, badness, injustice, violence, hatred, or anything of the kind, especially lies. So, Anything that is related to Satan, the devil, will be done away with. And uh, basically, at the end of the 1,000 year reign, which the book of Revelation speaks about, uh, it is going to be a very delightful place to live. 
because everyone will be uh, loving justice, loving kindness, loving goodness, being truthful to one another. There will be no death, there will be no, no sicknesses, there will be no illnesses. All humans will be enjoying life to the fullest and we will be living forever. So we have to make the effort in order for us to qualify for that. Because just like uh, we humans have rules and regulations in regards to qualifying for things, the same thing is with God. Actually, we get that from Him. Because all the things that we have a sense of that have to do with justice, have to do with how we regulate and use power, uh, using it appropriately. All these things come from God and the potential that we have to do what is good instead of doing what is bad. So we want to become imitators of God in doing what is good and oppose the devil. Now, um, so this is a revelation by Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his slaves or his servants the things that most surely take place. And he sent his angel and presented it in signs through him to his slave John. So John, this is the year 96 uh, CE, I believe. And uh, he is in prison in the island of Patmos. John. John being one of the apostles followers of Jesus Christ so who bore witness right so John who bore witness to the word God gave and to witness okay so John who bore witness to the word God gave and to the witness Jesus Christ gave yes to all the things he saw Happy is the one who reads aloud and those who hear the words of his prophecy and who observe the things written in it for appointed time for the appointed time is near. So to John to the seven congregations that are in the province of Asia. So what John is given, right? And in this other Bible, it says from John to the seven churches, which are congregations. Church is the same word for congregation. Um, churches in the province of Asia. Okay, so Jesus Christ is telling these congregations uh, is is uh, is telling these congregations these messages right but this is not just for them this is not just for these seven congregations seven we the bible this is something that i was going to mention the bible uh usually use symbols it uses numbers signs revelations visions and at times dreams which were given to certain people it doesn't mean that dreams are uh, something that everybody's dreams are uh, prophetic no so you had a dream 
your dream is is part of your consciousness it's part of keeping you alive your mind is replaying something because your brain never sleeps if we sleep in our our brain sleeps then we are either in a coma or we're dead so our brain never sleeps and if you dream certain dreams it's because your brain is replaying whatever is of uh, importance to you at that time so it doesn't really mean that you're having dreams given by god because that doesn't happen anymore and uh, the prophecies have been completed so that was in in the first uh, part of the scriptures which are called the hebrew scriptures hebrew aramaic scriptures so those were completed and then jesus christ came and fulfilled the prophecies and the other prophecies has have been fulfilled in regards to what happens in the world so whatever is happening in the world at this moment you're going to see it mirrored on what the book of revelation says and especially now that more and more things are happening you're going to be able to understand clearly clearly that what the book of revelation is saying so these the number seven and the number 10 and the number three represent completeness completeness or that it has to do with uh, in general with everyone so sending this message to seven congregations means all congregations that will exist and that still exist that are said to be worshiping God right so he starts by saying grace and peace be yours from God remember it is God who is has given these vision these messages to Jesus Christ who is in charge of human affairs he has taken the kingdom of David when he was a human being anointed as king just as David was David was anointed when he was very young uh, many years passed before he could be a king so it's the same way and the prophecy is always back one back to back so there's no confusion so then he says God who is who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits in front of his throne and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn son so the Bible is referring to witnesses why because this is a legal case in order for Jehovah God to make justice things have to be done legally we are being handled in a legal matter since the beginning so it is the same way that is why the day of judgment is called a day of judgment right now we are living in uh, a time where God is allowing us to make the decision if we want to live or if Armageddon comes then um, we 
we will perish if we have not made any kind of arrangements with God. So we have been given the opportunity now to learn about God, learn about Jehovah, and Jehovah God has sent his witnesses, which are witnesses who are witnessing what people are doing. Just as in any court, people have, uh, God has been charged with the charge of abusing his power. Jehovah God was charged with the charge of abusing his power. That he was hiding important information from humans. That is what the implication of Satan was. That God was withholding things from humans, that God was a bad uh, person, in that uh, he was abusing his power. Angels in heaven were watching this. The two humans that Satan had convinced of this and who decided to disobey God were convinced that they could be God themselves. And so therefore they disobeyed God along with uh, the children that they had. But we know that Abel remained faithful to God and what happened to him? He was killed because of the jealous, uh, envious brother that he had then came so um, Jesus Christ is the first and faithful witness remember Jesus Christ was a human on earth serving as a witness for God for Jehovah God therefore from there from Jesus Christ in the way that matters to from there because remember he's taking the power or comes from the lineage of David for the reason that he's taking he's taking uh, the kingdom from David and then he is exercising this power he be also becomes a witness for Jehovah God which is what the preaching work also did bringing witnesses for Jehovah God up to the point where we are now there are people who are against God Jehovah God and there are people who are for Jehovah God in either case we are in a case a legal case a legal matter that will be resolved and uh, we have the Bible we have the scriptures that we can reason from and we can say well you know I am on God's side or I'm gonna stay on Satan's side we have a choice so then it says over here and I'm gonna read from here now that it says John to the seven congregations that are in the province of Asia may you have undeserved kindness and peace from the one who is and who was and who is coming and from the seven spirits that are before the throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and who set us free from our sins by means of his own blood, and he made us to be a kingdom, priest, 
to his God and Father, yes, to him be the glory and the might forever. Amen. So who is talking over here? This is John, John, who considers himself part of the priestly, the priestly group that will judge the nations in the 1000 year reign. There are a group of people that are bought from uh, with Jesus. Everybody is, every human is bought from sin and death. Now we are under Jesus Christ and we have either the choice of obey Jesus, following his footsteps, following his commandments, doing the preaching work, which it was a command uh, for us to do, uh, that is found at Matthew 28, 19, 18, 18 uh, through 20. And so um, it is a command on verse 18 of chapter 28, Jesus Christ says that he is been given the power over angels in heaven and over humans on earth. So he has uh, fulfilled everything. He died and because he died they, he was killed uh, and he died uh, he died without sin he died in a perfect state he could offer his body as a sacrifice to God which he did the Bible says that he entered heaven and he offered up his uh, his, his uh, death the life that he had lost as a human as a propitiatory sacrifice in our behalf so we have that now the opportunity to get that uh, sacrifice, be part of, of uh, uh, under Jesus Christ. Now command leadership or not. We have a choice. And so um, then he says on seven, on Revelation seven, one seven, he says, "Look, he is coming with." the clouds meaning Jesus Christ and every eye will see him and those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will beat themselves in grief because of him yes amen so amen means that something is agreeable or let it be let it happen that's what amen means so it says that Jesus Christ will be coming in the clouds and that every, every eye will see him. This will happen in Armageddon because ultimately when Jehovah God gives him the go ahead to bring the day of Armageddon, Jesus Christ will do so. And so it says over here on eight, now, this is a revelation that God is giving. John uh, is the one who's writing the book. An angel has been uh, given the assignment to speak to John. Jesus Christ commanded that angel. So now on 8, Jehovah God speaks. And it is in quotation marks because it is quoting what Jehovah is saying. 
it is still the angel speaking to John, giving the message, but the angel is quoting whoever is saying this. So in this quotation on 1.8, it is Jehovah who speaks uh, his words directly, and he says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says Jehovah, Jehovah God, right? So it says it right there. The one who is, and who was, and who is coming, the Almighty. So Jesus Christ is referred as to being mighty or powerful. But there, when Almighty is being used, it's only used for Jehovah God, the true God. Then he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Again, these are pictorial signals signs, sing, signals that are being used by God for our understanding in human terms. God is a spiritual creature. So when he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, that means he is the beginning and the end. There's no one higher than him. Jesus Christ was created. So by God, Jehovah. And that's what we know so far. Whatever else that we need to know, most likely we will find out after the 1000 year reign, when we actually pass onto everlasting life, if we pass, because if we don't survive Armageddon or the 1000 year reign, it really doesn't matter that we know whatever else about God. So the Bible in reality is uh, based on uh, the message, God's sovereignty will be, uh, will be sanctified, will be glorified. All will know what, who Jehovah is. And here he himself says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. And that is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet, meaning he has a beginning and he has an end. And there's no one higher than him. And then he continues and said, says on 9, 1, 9, he says, I, John, your brother, remember he's writing to the congregation, seven congregations, which means everyone who says, I am... I am serving God. I am serving Jehovah God. I am serving the true God. So I, John, your brother, and a sharer with you in the tribulation and kingdom and endurance in association with Jesus was on the island called Patmos for speaking about God and bearing witness concerning, concerning Jesus. So uh, this is the same, the same persecution that the uh, brothers and sisters, spiritual, spiritual brothers and sisters that we call them brothers and sisters, right? So, um, because we, we are serving the same God, Jehovah. So, these humans who live in Russia are being persecuted for the same thing. Ever since the beginning, there have been that persecution, there have been that division and that violence against those who worship Jehovah God. Of course, who does that come from? We know that 
uh, the book of Job. You read the book of Job that comes from Satan, the devil, the instigator, the opposer, who uh, is in enmity with God. And so he wants us to be doing the same thing that he does. And so he causes those who like violence, humans who like violence, humans who, um, who they just want to be the way they are with their violence, being abusers, being uh, haters. Um, he uses these type of humans. He influenced them, Satan influenced them so that they can do harm to those who are worshiping and being witness for Jehovah God just as following the patterns that Jesus Christ left. As it says in here, Jesus Christ was the first and truthful witness for Jehovah God. And we know that he was also persecuted. And so he says here that John was going through the same thing. John uh, here, he was uh, in the island of Patmos in prison because of speaking about God and bearing witness concerning Jesus. So 10 says, by inspiration, I came to be in the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a strong voice like a trumpet saying, what you see, write in a scroll and send it to the seven congregations. Now, the same seven congregations that will receive this information were in Ephesus, in Smyrna, in Pergamon, in Theatira, or Theatira, in Sardis, in Philadelphia, and in Laodicea. So these seven congregations will receive each one a message from God. Now it says, I turn, John speaking, I turn to see who was speaking with me and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands again the number seven the number seven uh, implies completeness right the number six maybe you have seen the number six 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 three six together uh, the number six signifies imperfection the number three signifies completeness so three together uh, times six signifies great imperfection. So it is talking about uh, the, the general population, general in completeness that have to do with all humans. So um, in, uh, in 12, John continued and said, I turned to see who was speaking with me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, right? So he see seven golden lampstands in there. The number seven, again. And, um, let's see if I can add something else over here in regards to that okay 
So I have a picture over here of the existing, according to the uh, archaeology, I have the seven over here. And you can find this on jw.org under the book Revelation. And there is a picture over here. It says archaeological remains of the cities where the seven congregations were located confirms the Bible record. So archaeology confirms these seven congregations that he's speaking about. And uh, it says it was here that first century Christians received Jesus' encouraging message that today stimulate the worldwide 20th century congregations. Right? So there it is. Those are the uh, seven congregations that remains of it in the seven locations where it is mentioned in the Bible. The prophecy of Daniel also uh, goes together with what Daniel mentioned in the Bible and what Isaiah, what Jeremiah, uh, what Ezekiel, all of those come together. All of those prophecies. Genesis also. All those accounts come together uh, again to be re-emphasized and to give uh, continue to explain the meaning of it. So um, in uh, 13 it continues over here 13 he says and in the midst of the lampstands someone like the son of man clothed in a garment that reached down to the feet and wearing a golden sash around his chest so there are seven lampstands and in the midst of it there is someone like a son of man or a human clothed in a garment that reached down to the feet so long long wearing of clothing and a golden sash around his chest so around the chest so we know that Jesus Christ is often referred as the son of man because of his uh, human history that he was sent from heaven to be uh, uh, born as a human being and uh, on 14 he continues and he says moreover his head and his hair were white moreover his head and his hair were white as as white wool and snow and his eyes were like a fiery flame right so the uh, snow white we know that um, in other verses of the Bible, uh, having white hair has been uh, related to having wisdom because it, it um, relates to one being older. So it relates to ha one having lived and having acquired experience and wisdom because of how long we have lived and we have experienced things and we know things right and usually it is that way the more that we know the more that we live 
the more that we experience things. Younger people haven't experienced some things that older people have experienced. They can only imagine certain things, uh, but they really don't know because they haven't experienced life that much. And it is, it's, it's just a matter of that it makes sense uh, that that is so. So in regards to um, Jesus Christ, it is in his hair uh, being uh, white as wool or snow, it indicates wisdom due to the length of life because uh, he has lived a long time also. And so, and the fiery eyes show that he is sharp, alert, and he searches, tests, or expresses indignation. So, um, and we know that Jesus Christ has also been involved in human life as uh, after he went to heaven. We know that uh, one of the, the, the very first indications, 10 days after he had ascended to heaven, um, so Jesus Christ, okay, Jesus Christ was resurrected. He was nowhere to be found for three days. Three days, he was completely gone. Until Jehovah God gave him back his life and resurrected him on the third day. Jesus Christ then now as a resurrected spirit creature intakes or makes himself visible to the humans and for 40 days he spends doing the ministry with them. Then that after 40 days of being resurrected and, and completing the ministry with his disciples giving them more instruction more that they're going to do he ascends to heaven he offers the sacrifice to God that he had done uh, by going through the tribulations that he went and he was killed so he offered the value of his life which is a perfect life to God God accepted, accepts it and then Jesus Christ continues uh, with the disciples 10 days after he ascends to heaven, uh, the disciples are gathered together in the festival of the Pentecost and they are giving tongues or they are speaking in different languages that others can understand. They are not just mumbling in their lips and saying things that no one can understand and, and calling it that they were speaking in languages. No, they were speaking in, in different languages that other humans spoke um, or that the Jews had learned because they had moved to different cities and now they were speaking those languages. So in order to reach them with their prophecies, God, Jesus Christ, gave them, by means of the Holy Spirit, the power to speak in those languages. Then uh, Jesus Christ continued throughout the preaching work, including angels that accompany in the preaching work that the disciples were doing even up to our times. And it, it is said that the um, angels are uh, 
these who are also leading in the preaching work. And uh, are the ones, these angels are also are eyewitnesses, including with Jesus Christ, they are eyewitnesses of the preaching work. So that means that when we go preaching from house to house, when we go preaching to people and we talk to them about the Bible, we talk to them about the preaching work, just like in the times of Jesus Christ, it was done, just like it was done in the first century, these angels are taking note as witnesses of what is going on with us humans, how we are responding to God's message. And depending on what is going on, depending on what we're doing, depending on what we're doing with our lives, depending on what we're, how we are, uh, how we are responding, the angels are taking note. So when Armageddon comes, these uh, evidence will be either for us or against us, and it will mean our salvation in Armageddon or our destruction in Armageddon. So in here on 14, he says, moreover, his head is with, um, okay, so that was 14. I read about the hair and the eyes. And then on 15, he says, and his feet were like fine copper with glowing in a copper when glowing in a furnace. So these were like copper. They were, these were bright, bright uh, orange because it is copper when glowing in a furnace, right? So I imagine that it is glowing orange. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. So imagine uh, the noise that water makes when it's full and it's running fast. And so in this vision, Jesus' feet are like copper glowing bright uh, properly uh, for one who walks zealously, as Jesus did with the preaching work throughout the three and a half uh, years uh, that he was doing the preaching work. And then uh, also it is fine with the standing. So it, it represents standing in the presence of God. And then um, it says that Sometimes humans are represented by copper in the Bible. So copper represents humans, right? So, so this is similar to the alternative augmentative communication. Because remember, Jehovah God cannot uh, speak to us humans without us dying in his presence. Because we're imperfect humans. We're not in the condition that we're perfect as he, uh, Adam and Eve were in, uh, in Adam before they, they sinned. So um, humans are represented by copper. And you can see this in the book of Daniel. Also, the big image that Daniel sees that represent, um, represent nations. And there are uh, seven power, power powers of nations that are represented in the last one, the last nations that are represented, which are the feet, are mixed with, um, are mixed, a mix of copper also in there. And um, so it represents uh, 
Jesus Christ in the human form as he did his preaching work zealously. And of course, he had to walk from place to place. And that's what we have to do, from walk from place to place to find others. And um, so the glowing feet like copper remind us of how comely his feet were when he walked the earth preaching the good news of God's kingdom. And basically, that's what our feet our feet represent. We move about or a standing. And, say, and so, um, it continues and it says that um, he has the voice, right? And with our voice, we can give commands to others. We can speak to others. We can communicate. His voice is, it says here, uh, like the sound of many waters. So he commands over others, many nations, all nations. So it is something impressive. Uh, Jesus Christ has the authority to pronounce uh, these revelations that come from God to his angel, to John, to humans. So it is, uh, it is uh, a, a great responsibility that he has over humans, managing the affairs of humans. And so um, he has to give decisive utterances in final judgment to uh, those who oppose God's kingdom as he stands for God's kingdom as the first and faithful witness and then he continues over here and he says on 16 and he had his right hand and he had in his right hand seven stars again the number seven the number seven means completeness number three means completeness number ten means completeness and also it can refer to perfection so number six refers to imperfection and so he says and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth a sharp long two-edged sword was protruding and his countenance was like the sun when he shines and it's brightest in his brightest when i saw him i fell as dead at his feet so john is seeing this vision imagine seeing this big image in his presence so he's seeing this vision and he sees this man because it is it is like the son of man so jesus christ is referred as to the son of man Jesus Christ, who has been giving rulership over humans, that he has taken from the kingdom of David, and uh, he has a sword that's protruding to the mouth. He speaks and he sounds like rivers that are going. Uh, uh, then he also has uh, fiery eyes and feet like copper, and he sees this immense image in front of him this, this image of a man dressed in a, a long garment with a sash 
in on his uh, on his chest. And uh, of course, we know that that is Jesus Christ Himself. Also, we know that uh, the um, that a sword the sword comes from the mouth, right? So it's in front of his face, and um, this is impressive that John feels as dead at his feet, right? So he, he feels a uh, reverential fear at what he's seeing. So, um, of course, this is a vision that can tell us about Jesus Christ's rulership and the power that he has to rule and judge us humans. He's taking the lead in that. We know what a sword means. We can remember we can remember the time of uh, when he told his apostles to buy a sword and they kept the sword for for the years, the year or years that he when he told them to buy the sword and they were wearing the sword. In Nisan, Nisan 14, in the Hebrew calendar, Nisan 14, when they came to arrest Jesus, and Peter was under the impression that they had to fight. He took out his sword, right? Peter did. And he went and he wanted to cut the, the, the head of the soldier. He didn't cut the head, he missed. He cut the ear of the man. And do you remember what Jesus said then? Jesus says that whoever uses the sword will die by the sword. So here he is with a sword in front of his face because he's a king. He has the power to judge over humans. Back then, as a human who was going through through whatever he was going, he couldn't go back to being Michael the Archangel because he was on a mission. He was fulfilling prophecy. And the prophecy said that he will be killed in the way that he was killed. He was persecuted, eventually he was killed. So the sword, he, he told them that the sword signified the power that the government had. At that time, the government, uh, the Roman government. He said that if you use the sword or if you become a criminal, you will be persecuted as a criminal and then you will uh, be charged with the charges of what he said. If you use the sword, then you will be judged by the sword. So the sword represents uh, judgment, it represents power, it represents, it represents Jesus Christ as King. Now, he says here that he continued, John, he says, and he laid down his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. Now, this is referring to Jesus. And he says, this is the first, right? He refers here 
to Jesus because he's the first one and the last one. He's the first one to be raised from the dead and born to heaven. Jesus Christ is the first human to die and become resurrected to not to a human life again, but to a heavenly life. And um, he says, and the living one, on 18, it says, and the living one, and I became dead, but look, I am living forever and ever. Because he was in a human, his human body, he was killed. But then three days, Jesus Christ was no more, but Jehovah God brought him back from the dead and gave him back his life, his spiritual life, and resurrected him to even more that he had in heaven, having power over angels and over humans and taking the kingdom from the earth uh, that came through the lineage of David, King David. And then he says, uh, I am living forever and ever, and I have the keys of the death and of the grave. Jesus Christ has been given authority over the grave or to resurrect, give back life to those who have died. And then he says, so write down the things you saw and the things that are and the things that will take place after this. As for the sacred secret of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and of the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars mean the angels of the seven congregations. And the seven lampstands mean the seven congregations. So he was seen in the midst of these seven congregations. Seven representing completeness, seven representing seven congregations, not just these congregations over here, but any congregation that it is said to be follower of the Christ, and it is said to be worshiping Jehovah God, the only true God. He is standing in the midst of them, meaning he is in charge. And then having the seven stars in his hands, in his right hand, means he's in charge. He's commanding them. And we saw this, 10 days after he was uh, he ascended to heaven immediately he took charge with the preaching work to continue the preaching work the preaching work was not finished was not even there was so much to do and we have seen how much there have been to do how much do you still need to be done and still need to be revealed but of course now in the time that we are living we are approaching the conclusion of this uh, book of Revelation. Transitioning uh, very, very in the near future to Armageddon and then after Armageddon to the 1000 year reign under Jesus Christ's rulership. So in the next, um, in the next chapter that follows, uh, there will be uh, speaking about uh, how Jesus Christ 
is in the midst of these congregations, how he is uh, in these congregations, again, represent the whole earth, not just not just a, 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 that group there and then that it is no more. No, it represents all humans that are claiming to worship Jehovah God and to be followers of Jesus Christ. Next week, we are going to see what he tells these congregations. Next week, I am going to go through chapter 2, which he goes into telling what Jesus Christ has to say to the seven congregations that he is in the midst of. And as leader, as king, taking the lead in all these matters, spiritual matters that have to do with what Jehovah God wants to be done, then we can do a self-examination in the message that he is going to give to these um, congregations because it matters to all of us. It matters to me. It matters to you. It matters to everyone. Everyone, because again, we humans uh, were uh, meant not to be worshiped, not to be um, worshiping other humans, not to be uh, um, guiding ourselves and leading ourselves. Uh, we, our free will has limitations. We have free will, but we must be using it under the subjection of God, under His guidance, under His counsel. Otherwise, we end up as how we have ended up. And this thing that has passed since Adam and Eve to our time, it will not be repeated again. Humans will not have anymore the excuse to say, well, let me try this type of government. Let me try this thing that I want to try because I believe this is the best way. Never again, humans will uh, rebel against God. After this... Um, this trial passes. So it is up to each one of us to know what we want to do with our life. We all have free will. All right, so next week I am going to have a consideration of uh, the book of Revelation in chapter 2 and see what it is said to these uh, seven congregations. And uh, I thank you for joining me. I thank you for, um, for being present. In, uh, in, I invite you to take out your Bible at home. If you have a Bible at home, take out your Bible and uh, read the references. Check the references yourself. Um, and use different translations if you have more than one translation of the Bible. And if not, then you can always go to jw.org. We have different Bible references in there. And also you can check out Bible Hub, also there you can find different um, translations of the Bible in there. So whichever of the two, of the two that you want to check uh, against what your Bible says, or if you don't have a Bible and you use uh, one online, then you can go to jw.org or you can check the Bible references that are found at Bible Hub. And um, okay. 
so this was it for today i thank you for joining me today and have a beautiful thursday